What did I just say? Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Sarah. I'm Mort. <laughs> and we're... And we're... Two Drunk to Track. Two Drunk to Track. <laughs> oh, I okay. got stuck in my pattern. Damn it. Mort's... So guys, we we have been having some Discord problems, and I think it's just throwing me for loops. We're all over the place. Uh, But we do have on our good friend Mort, who is our best friend. He is our best, best friend. friend. He's our best friend. Why? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mort actually is not too drunk to to track. He is... So stoned, he doesn't know he's doing this anymore. Yeah. David likes to call it too crunk to trek. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally crunked, bro. <laughs> oh, no. No. David is my husband. Actually, Mort is in the band, The Unfortunates, who never wrote us a song for the episode Mary like they were supposed but to. But they're going to. Can feels guilty uh, enough now that he, he keeps messaging me being like, I haven't put any effort into this, but I still think you're great. <laughs> Yeah. I really do not expect you guys to actually write us a no, song, but if you do, no. it's just we're going to use it as our theme song. Bigger full of death. Yeah, bigger full of death. I mean, that's right up your alley. It's not you a stretch. W- you guys want us to write a song called "Bigger for Death"? Beaker full Beaker of death. Full of it's death. based on Beaker yeah, full so of Miri. death. Yeah, yeah, it's based on Miri. And we Miri. actually, as we're watching the episode, we point out where the lyrics. That we think belong in the song are hell the yeah. Song. yeah yeah so I'm into it. I'll, I'll, I'll browbeat the other two into it don't don't worry like I'm, no, i've got your back i just i'm gonna tell Beaker you you're full of death ago. dude yeah because <laughs> bones actually bone says beaker full of death anyhow yes. so mort is also of one of the really good friends of my husband <laughs> he also owns Mortensen Signs in Mount Vernon. If you guys need any kind of sign work done, um, it would do but it. that's that's what Mort does. Every time I go, anytime like driving anywhere with Mort, he's like, "I made that sign, and I made that sign, <laughs> I made that true. sign, I made that sign, true. I made that sign with my dad." And if you want to see a weird beard, come to Mortensen Signs. Yeah, somebody there will have a beard, weird. not weird. Yeah, I didn't know beard. you guys changed your motto. That's <laughs> if you want to see a weird beard, <laughs> go to Martinson Signs. That's right. <laughs> also, don't call Holly weird. That's me. Oh. Oh. oh, actually, Holly on our wow. previous episode, uh, yeah. The, yeah, she was on the episode with us. I'm trying to remember the name of it. The arena uh, uh, is not a good episode. Oh, yeah. Neither is this one. So <laughs> yeah, bad yeah, in different that's, ways. That's Mort's wife. That's Mort's, Mort's wife. wife. Yes, it's Holly. Is Which is why so that joke we... about weird beards yeah. was funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is nothing better than explaining why a joke is funny. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, we sat through two times the episode Face, Face Seed. Seed. Face Seed. We should have known it was going to be bad by the name, but we for the record know. we did. No, yeah, we did know. We, did. we knew we it was bad. <laughs> that was the first thing we were like, "This is terrible." And then we watched it, and we were like, "This is so much worse." And then Mort watched it with us, 
And Mort said, well, how did you feel about this episode, Mort? Just overall, where, where are you standing? Uh, I have a very critical view for this episode. <laughs> Good, because it deserves it. <laughs> As I think, do I. Yeah, <laughs> I think that uh, I have not been this uncomfortable watching television in quite a while. And, Thank you. Uh, I don't, I don't pride myself on this, but I have seen a bunch of really, really scary stuff and icky stuff and bad things in the media and television. And this thing is like dark on a level that I haven't seen in quite a while. There are, there are moments in my childhood where TV or movies have like really affected me in such a, like a really icky, profound way. But this, like as an adult and on almost 40 year old male like this show just like holds up a fucked up mirror for like society of that time and that also this character is so manipulative it it it's almost like i can't i, I can't deal with that's yeah, almost so one of the the more interesting things about this episode is the things that they are doing almost nonchalantly are used in later cinema to like make people feel bad like i know the show you i haven't actually seen it because i knew that i wouldn't like it but it is they they use those things intentionally to make the audience uncomfortable and in this they're just like that's how strong men would act they're they're making him a bad guy and this is where i think i'm going to just right here put a trigger warning on this episode and i'll put oh, it yeah. in the description this this episode has a trigger warning for toxic relationships, for mm -hmm. grooming, um, abuse, just abuse, abuse in general. Just, like if you've ever been in a relationship with a man who, like you, perceived to have more power than you, but you were enthralled or by woman, just or like woman. any yeah. relationship you've been in where you were definitely the powerless of the two and were constantly manipulated with a narcissist if you were in yeah. a relationship with a narcissist uh, yeah um, i guess we'll get started but i really want to reiterate definite trigger warning for abusive relationships in general because this is a yep. very uh yep. manipulative grooming abuse heavy episode let me let me add this though too this would be a really good episode to sit someone down and say like see how this person's acting because this is like portrayed in such a real way that this would be an incredible tool too, like not not to subject yourself to this, but you can really show yeah. how a real systematic narcissist can actually manipulate a person. This this episode is actually so heavy and so well written that I would argue that if you could talk to the to the writer of this show, they've experienced this or they are doing this in the like this is so. Yeah. I I almost assume that they have had this happen either from a, a spouse or a or, you know, a, a significant other or a family member, most likely like their father, because the way this character is, the lines that they're using in such a short fashion and also the 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 timing of it is so well done because a lot of the timing in this show is really poor. You know, like yeah. they'll say something, the other person yeah. reacts just like way off. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Or, oh, yeah. I tripped. And then they roll down the hallway. You're like, OK. Yeah. But. But when but I'm it, looking it, at this, it's like, this is like succinct. This is like pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Oh, okay. And very, then that, you know, it's, it's very like cut to the, the, the nitty gritty. It's the yeah. things they hit the right notes when they need to hit them. It is not, it's not like, 
a lot of extra talking. It's this happens, this happens, this happens, and then that's what happens. Like it's very, it's it's pared down into its most simple, like the common denominators of what happens, and it's it's yeah. super super gross. Um, and again, as Mort was watching this the first time, Sarah and I have been sitting through the show for 23 fucking episodes now. We're a little jaded. So, <laughs> yeah, we're point. expecting, yeah, we yeah. are expecting things to be shitty almost all the time. Like, we're just waiting for it. But Mort is viewing this from a lens of, like, um, nostalgia, where, you know, the Star Trek, in especially in the, like, nerd culture in sci-fi, is held up on sort of this pedestal of... Um, you know, creating this new world. And I know Sarah and I talk about it actually a lot in the podcast because in the new world, we're thinking more of like the next generation of where things mm-hmm. actually are equal and they're doing the right things for the right reasons. But TOS is not the new world. They are, this is like a trash pit and it's so uncomfortable so often. Yeah. And we've been through so much of this that we just expect it now. Like we're going to hate this. And we still sit through it every fucking week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, for I, you guys. <laughs> well, for me, it's like you're saying, it's like through a nostalgic lens. So I remember being like a silly space show where everybody's dressed funny and <laughs> acting stupid, right? You're like, oh, okay, they're reacting to the spider thing on the wall. And it's like poorly done. And the cheesy lighting, the cheesy music and the cheesy outfits, what, you know, it makes it fun. And so I've always celebrated the show until this evening for the first time I actually watched the show and and i i you know i'm i have to take your word because honestly i don't watch a lot of uh reruns of star trek the first generation not really worth it you can listen to our podcast more yeah i I mean i'd rather see it through the lens of my friends but it's it's interesting to it's interesting to have experienced this this evening and like not to get so heavy and make this podcast just like the society's fucked but to watch this and and to have the adverse reaction i I immediately had like oh this is icky like this this manipulation is the type of manipulation that compromises the other person to such a degree that it's just like just to even watch it in a fantasy fake sci-fi show bugs the shit out of me i'm like i i i I have this protective feeling like i need to step in and talk to this guy yeah i think the yeah the other issue not to have any spoilers for what we're going to go through um, is that there's no repercussions at the end. If anything, he is rewarded for his behavior. Yeah, like, that was that was pretty shocking to me too. But yeah, because the entire the episode really sets you up for, and maybe we'll get into that later. But where it's like, yeah. oh, you're this bad guy doing all these bad things, and then you know you're gonna get yours, and then but, it's just like, yeah, there's they no talk there's about- no moral of the story. There's no moral no, like be bad, isn't. and then we get there. So. Let's get into it. Let's, Let's cool. get into actually, it. yeah, because we we okay. already got into it. We are we did. Quite, quite a that bit was just our it. trigger warning, guys. That yeah. was it. <laughs> Welcome to it. the trigger warning. Yeah. <laughs> We're in space, if you can believe it. At the beginning what? of this episode, what? I know. And on the bridge, they get information that a ship is coming in fast. They don't know the origin of the ship. They say it's definitely a space vessel. Obviously, um, Spock. <laughs> what the, yeah. Like, what other kind of vessel would it be? You're in space. Are you sure? Are you sure <laughs> it's not a lava vessel? Yeah. Is it a land vessel? No, because you're not on fucking a submarine. Land. Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's. Uh, but he says it, it could 
possibly be from Earth because nobody's been in this sector for ever or whatever. It doesn't Which matter. Which is it's so stupid to even say that because why would they even be like, well, I mean, it can't be from Earth because they're out in fucking space. <laughs> why would it be? Like, why do they even talk about that? Like, they well, it can't know be from Earth. Yeah, good, good writing. Good writing always yeah. ties you back to something that we can relate to. <laughs> Therefore, he has to that's, use the word Earth because we're too stupid to connect. That's exactly what this was. Back. Good writing. Good, good <laughs> writing. As we start with the trigger, you know this writer's got good intention. I mean, it could it could be good writing in that it it displays terrible things very prominently well, is, i don't know is it is it well, ironic writing is well, it good uh, ironic is writing? it satire i guess the question yeah. is i mean i think that raises a really great question and i don't mean to derail the the journey we're about to go on but is that do you think nope. that the writer's intention was uh-uh. to nope. show manipulation nope. and abuse nope. and nope. like just be like nope. look world nope. and everybody nope. else doesn't get it at that time nope. period? or do you nope. think they're like I like this behavior and I am writing to I, have uh, my fantasies played out on screen because I, I think, mean, Oh, that's worse. That's worse. I, I'm just kidding. I like it, it seems dark I as fuck. Legit, so did, so what's your motive what, for this, right? Like what Star Trek was supposed to be was supposed to be this futuristic uh, vision of what Gene Roddenberry had imagined, which was humanity at its peak. What the writing turns out to be is men their vision of what humanity is like in the future at its peak, but also from the lens of a sixties man. So they, they're trying, but it's so awful. There's no irony in this. They're not trying to be like, Oh, like it's not satire. They're not trying to like make a point. They are writing what they're writing because that's what they could do. In this particular case, I think they are trying to make the point that his behavior is bad. I do think that. But they're yes. also still trying to make it okay that they admire it on some level. And yeah. I, I do think that that's where the real problem is going to lie and everything we're about to go through. Which let's just get, let's get, get to the intro. <laughs> we're yeah. not even there yet. <laughs> I'm just, we're mad about like this is sometimes episode. episodes sometimes oh. episodes were like this is so stupid and then we rant about it for two hours because it was so yeah. dumb. This one was awful and we're this is a real mad thinker, about it. Dude. Yeah, real, real thinker. thinker. Okay. So her right. <laughs> um, because she's the communications officer, does her job and says this <laughs> this is Morris code. And so Kirk does two different shitty levels of things here. He's like, oh, I thought it couldn't possibly be an Earth vessel, Spock. And then Uhura's like, well, I'm pretty sure it's Morse code. And he says, yeah, we get it, Uhura. And it's like, could you be any more of a dick to anyone else on your bridge right now? (laughs) Can you pick one particular way to be a dick instead of all of them? This isn't... You don't, was, you're not spraying the crowd with asshole. Just he was though. He was, spread, he was spreading that asshole like goatsy. Like just, he was <laughs> spreading it like goatsy. Holy shit! <laughs> I never thought I would get on this podcast and hear you endorse a 
a fucking <laughs> website like Goatsy. It's not an endorsement. It is an acknowledgement. No, my interpretation. <laughs> it my existed. Bad. We saw it because you can't unsee it. You could not. I still, have a picture, I still have a picture of it from a goatsy that somebody made in Minecraft. It's, oh, it's like 40 blocks high, dude. And I was like, oh, okay, it's I have it on it my is. cell phone. And I sometimes I, have to scroll past it and I just I believe that. Down. <laughs> I carved <laughs> Mikey a goatsy pumpkin one year. Oh, and my actually, God. The Christmas party last year, I think I made a goatsy cookie, too. Maybe I'm just way too. All right. I You're way, so first of all, this. way too into goatsy. Second of all. <laughs> This that, this all might end up on the cutting room floor because no. I don't know if it was necessary. I gotta leave this one. Oh, Damn it! So so Kirk's being an asshole to Kirk's everybody, asshole. literally just doing their jobs. Yes, literally. And so this isn't. They find out this is an old Earth spaceship. Um, they call it like a Y. I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. matter. Oh, I know. I know. Say, Wait, I know. Check this out, dude. Yeah, you write yeah, it down I wrote more? it down. I did. It is a D four five hundred, and then it gets corrected, and Spock's oh. like, "No, it's a D five one hundred. Wow! D- so it was D Y five hundred, and now it's Mort. D5 how many notes? How, Mort, how many notes did you take? Notes? Yeah, how many notes did you take? Oh, that's about it, dude. <laughs> I started getting kind of uh, intoxicated. Oh, so I know. Wait, I know. I know what star date this is, dude. Fucking check. Oh yeah, what's the star date? Three one four one dot nine, dude. What is? <laughs> up? Wow. Yeah. I, wasn't sure if you guys, I was worried you guys were gonna quiz me, and then I realized that I totally forgot that there was well, no. Yes, taken, we're not. So I just why would, up, boom. why would we quiz you, dude? No. We don't even want to be watching this. More importantly, <laughs> yes. we have um the 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 ship. That's what it is. I guess a D five. One th- 100. Something, something, um, something. And he says that it's an old Earth ship from the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Isn't that exciting, yeah, guys? We were off, yeah. off the planet in the 1990s. Um, and yeah, we were we doing sh- interstellar travel in the, in 90s. the 1990s. I didn't know. So um, cool. um, if you did some of the things that I've done in my life, and I have inter- I definitely interstellar traveled in the 90s. The you 90s know? more. Oh, I guess. Yeah. A little bit. Cl- fine. <laughs> okay. I didn't because I was 14 tops. For cool and not doing illicit substances. Yeah. I was cool. That's what it was. Hey, man. No. Exactly. Hey, man. I'm just saying I was time traveling. That's all I'm saying. So, or space. What do we call this? Intergalactic planetary. Intergalactic travel. Intergalactic planetary. Planetary. Yeah. <laughs> Planetary intergalactic. <laughs> we, we can't talk more than that, though, because we don't another have another dimension. Another dimension. Another yeah, dimension. no, no, we can't. Dimension. You get what? five we seconds. Don't, we don't have the rights. Own the rights. I only said it for three. It's cool. Okay. okay. So, of course, at this point, because there's Morse code and it's an Earth ship, Kirk has to point out that Spock was obviously wrong, and they go to a full alert. And then we get our intro. Yep. And then we move on to a captain's we, log. We oh. made it to the intro. Hey! Hell yeah. We've been doing yeah. this for like 40 minutes. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. <laughs> so, captain's log. They are talking about how it's been about an hour. 
They can tell that there's equipment and life on board the ship, but they are not getting any kind of responses or seeing any signs of danger. So they... um, Seems cool. Let's go there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Bones says that he's getting heart action because I don't... A few episodes ago, we found out that Bones really cares about the sounds of people's hearts and he, like, (laughs) can record them and they matter in some way. Like, for some reason, heart action... That I don't know. I don't understand. First anything of all, about heart bones. action. Hell I yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've had some heart action, action in my life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but he's not he's I've not got getting such a heart on right now. <laughs> he's not getting any breathing. So Spock says that this ship is called the SS Botany Bay. It's from the late 90s. Um, And they start talking at this point about the eugenics wars, which was a war that happened in the 90s. Yeah, duh. Mm -hmm. Not, I mean, I don't remember the eugenics war, but at the same time, eugenics isn't completely gone. So I guess they weren't like super far off. I mean, we were kids. Parents shelter their kids from the realities. There could have been a eugenics war. I was doing too much interstellar travel to find out what was going on. (laughs) Where it was too busy. Like, yeah. It's... So, uh, <laughs> at this point, when they're talking about what what is happening on the actual Earth, relevant information at that time, Bones is a dick to Spock. I don't even remember what it's about. He calls him like a logical scientist, which, by the way, fucking Bones is a doctor. What is not <laughs> logical about being a fucking doctor? So this has become a thing that he does all the time. And like what he kind of says is like, oh, yeah, back then they were so logical and sterile. And I think that it was like what I'm guessing is that this is trying to reference is because doctors used to be like people that came to your house because you were sick. I think like Bones is trying to reference that in the nine, just at that point in time, doctors became logical people and he's supposed to be like the good old home doctor that would make house calls that's what doctors are in the future i know i'm not saying it's right but i'm guessing that that's what his character is supposed to be alluding to is that like back in the good old days when doctors would make house calls instead of just being like rich people that's that's my only guess because he does it several times. He, he makes it seem like doctors are too cold and clinical and scientific. Dude, fuck yeah, sign my doctor up for all of those. Give me a vaccine, like I don't. Oh. <laughs> yes, please be logical yeah. if you're my I doctor. I don't want. I don't <laughs> want you to be nice if you don't know what or the fuck emotional? you're doing. I yeah. don't want you to be run fuck by it. emotion. No. No, like, don't like me enough to give me a stupid treatment that isn't going to fix me because it could also kill me. No, I want science. <laughs> Logic. I want Spock to be my doctor. Spock? Spock doc? Yeah. Doc Spock? A Spockter. A Spockter. <laughs> 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 I want a Spockter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spockter, <Okay>. dude. <laughs> either way, we're going to move yeah, on. Either here. way. Um, this is where we get into Kirk being like Kirk isn't even the worst part of this episode but this is where it starts being super problematic Um, they know that they're going to this ship from the 90s so they need a historian so Kirk (laughs) decides to have he's like get us the ship's historian 
what's her name? And then he says, McGivers, because he couldn't possibly pronounce her name right. And then Spock says, MacGyvers. And Kirk's like, whatever, and just leaves. But he he also says before he leaves, he says, give her something to do. Like her job, the reason she's on this ship is not important enough or has never been important prior to this moment. Where doesn't it doesn't matter. Or that she couldn't find something to do as the historian when they fucking yeah, go. There's to nothing else ship. she could have possibly because I no. thought she had, I thought yeah she's just doing the dishes on yeah, probably <laughs> making sandwiches in the kitchen. Kirk is a super dick about this woman, right? He mispronounces yeah. her name, implies that her job doesn't fucking matter, yep. and then it goes to her, and she is just in her room painting, and she's like gets she gets the call that she has to go like actually do her job, and she's like okay whatever, and she like leaves. But it's just like, I get she's a historian, but does she have like no other roles on the Enterprise? Nope. <laughs> like, nope. Okay. Only caring about men. Only caring about men. She was painting a man, I'm pretty sure. So, all of we, her paintings are historical mans. All of them. Historical mans. She's real into those historical mans. We go to the uh, transporter room. They are going to get beamed onto this other ship. And they have some sort of stupid conversation about McCoy being old fashioned. Like he's, and it's, it's so dumb. Like Carrie said, like, why would you want to be an old fashioned doctor? They fucking sucked. Yeah. Why yeah, do we want to go you, back? You couldn't, if you're old school, you cannot be up to date on anything. Important like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Anything. So he's like, he's like, well, I'm not going to use that dealy boppy over there because i don't want to be torn apart and put back together yeah. like you can't you fucking transport piece of shit it's so <laughs> stupid it's so stupid he's, really he's like well i'm not gonna do it i don't i didn't get on the starship to be messed with you're on a fucking starship yes you signed up for that <laughs> get your ass over there how did he even get on the starship that's the first question yeah. right? did he get beamed on uh, I nope. think it's because he's a he's a straight white male, so he had like seven steps before everybody else got like yeah. one step. <laughs> yeah. Like the only reason he's there. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. And uh they get beamed to this other ship where uh and McG McGivers is there and she Okay guys. Here's the thing. This is future Sarah. You're gonna hear past Sarah say McGivers way too many times for how mad she was at Kirk previously for saying it. Um, I believe I do figure it out. I think, I really think it could just happen to anybody. Gets beamed down with them, and I'm pretty sure it's it's Scotty and Bones and Kirk and McGivers, and they are all on this Earth ship from the 1990s. Um, and they start talking about the cryo chambers, and this is, like, something that they don't understand, because their technology is so far beyond like have would ever having suspended animation that's where they're yeah. at they're in suspended animation and they're way past that this is my favorite line they said they haven't needed to use cryo chambers since 2018 <laughs> holy shit optimistic <laughs> oh wow having, having two years past 2018 that's I, simply not true <laughs> i really really love how uh, they re they believed in themselves. I I yeah. fucking love the confidence. They got balls back in the sixties. <laughs> Scotty 
Scotty turns on the lights. McGivers says that these are very handsome people. And they're talking about how they need to, like, wake them up. And she's, like, super distracted by this one guy in this one thing. Okay, so, like, we should talk about these people. They're all in these weird bed chambers that are, like, built into the walls. So I think it's, like, bunk beds almost in the walls with, like, these glass doors in front of them. And they're all wearing, like, these Aquaman-type nets over their gold bikinis. But it's not even, like, a bikini. It's, like, the Speedo and Borat. And then some things that go around some other... Yeah, it's, like, a banana hammock. An (laughs) over-the-shoulder banana hammock. Oh, yeah. But it's, like, full-body gold netting over top of... I like the Christmas wrapping. (laughs) Mark really wants a gold (laughs) net bodysuit in case anybody can mail us one of those. We don't have a mailing address for you, but... No, I don't know. But I'll get one. Awesome. Morton's Signs. If you can yeah, get Yeah, Morton's and Signs in Mount Vernon, Washington. That's kind of public information. Yeah. Get a sign. Send me Mail a, a bodysuit. Send me a bodysuit. Gold net bodysuit for Mort. <laughs> Please <laughs> reference this uh this, this uh, podcast this, this podcast and this episode so you can make sure you see what we're seeing. I I yeah. don't think that that's gonna be necessary for I, them to make any kind now, of reference. At this point in the show. At this point in the show, I think that they the show still feels good. Like there's a couple of yeah. dick moments, but you know you expect it's a, campy. You expect the captain of the uh, you know of the ship to be camp, like uh, I mean cocky and kind of you know cocksure yeah. and uh, yeah. just a douche, right? You're like, oh okay. You don't get to be the yeah. captain of the ship unless you're you know at least a moderate not narcissist. Yeah, yeah, more of a couple hours ago, he was doing fine in this episode. At this point, right. <laughs> like yep. he didn't know. Yes. I I was like, oh, this is the show I signed up for. Yeah, this guy starts waking up and they're still talking about all of these people and they use some like they're talking about the ethnicities of a lot of these people. And they're talking about they're they're your grandparents talking about brown people. And we're just like oh, or just without any dropping any hard words. Anyone of, that's not white. This is that's yeah. And, and they're not doing a good job. They're Mm-mm. super 60s language here uh and the givers points out that she thinks that this this gentleman is of like indian descent which Mm, yes north indian north right there was a qualifier doesn't (laughs) definitely north yeah Mm -hmm. it doesn't make a yeah doesn't make a lot of sense when you when you meet the actor who is from mexico he's He's a Mexican-American yeah. actor, so, like... Maybe he had the 23andMe <laughs> genetic testing, but yeah. he's, he's from Mexico. Yeah. So... Yeah, I looked him up. Nothing about anything I read implied that he had any... Like, and... She says Northern India, actually. Yeah, whatever she's the like, fuck that is. Like, she's not even talking about Native American. She's talking about India, and it just... None of it makes sense with what we nope. get out of this um he is dying uh, so they decide to like basically like what if we take him out of here can we save him and bone says he'll die in seconds if we don't so kirk breaks the glass which is so dumb because he breaks this glass and then he just opens the glass door <laughs> that was there he broke the seal dude. yeah he broke the seal it's so it's so the stupid. airlock was so powerful that he had to break the window <laughs> and let the gases out so that way he could open 
for explaining it with science to that to us for man mansplaining that science. right so what you know what a flashlight is right a metal yeah. cylinder that makes light so when you swing yeah. into glass what ends up happening is oftentimes you will break the glass the wow flashlight. this is so educational oh <laughs> Okay. Wow. So you can get a flashlight at Walmart or a place like Target. <laughs> They're usually cylinder shape. We're definitely getting ours at Walmart with this podcast. Yeah. So they pull the guy out and he starts kind of waking up and he asks how long he's been asleep. Kirk tells him it's been two centuries. Um, and then they say, this is where I think language has changed a bit because they call back to the ship and they say they're they're beaming back with a casualty. And I always thought casualty meant that someone died. Yeah, same. But no, I, casualty does not mean death. If you get, if you get okay. wounded, like in World War II, you're a casualty, whether or not you die. You're a casualty. Okay, I well, don't know, but that it seems like in movies they always say casualty, and they mean like they're dead. Yeah, I agree, and I was under the same misnomer for quite a long time. But the truth of the matter is, if you are shot and killed, I believe you're still a casualty of war. And if you if you're are just shot? just shot and you don't die, you're still a casualty. Okay. So did you learn this from PUBG? Is that where you got that information? That is a very good question. Um, <laughs> I don't believe I got that from that. Oh, I, okay. I'm not sure exactly. I read an article, I think, about it. He can't uh, say no is what I'm he hearing. No. <laughs> I can't say no. Right. Because I I'm, you know, sometimes. Okay. I can't say that's not where I got it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We get a captain's log that McCoy is like amazed by the health of this guy that they brought onto their ship. Ugh. This that's, that's another so problem we haven't even gotten into. Did we do a trigger warning for eugenics? <laughs> no. No. That was such like down there that didn't even <laughs> That's like the back fiddle, dude. That, yeah. that ain't got nothing. Of else. the problems this episode had, eugenics wasn't one of the glaring ones. I don't know how either. That's fucked. How fucked is that? That, yeah. that is not the glaring issue Ooh. with this episode. But it is another problem that will come up as we go. Uh, Put it in Scott, the description when you write it. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty says that 12 of the pods on the ship didn't work, but seven, 70 of these people are alive. And then he feels the need to clarify that 30 of them are women. Yeah. yeah. But it's okay. We could have sex with 30 of them. Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. They're like, there's at least 30 of them. Yeah. And the guys are like, oh, cool. Whatever yeah. fuck world this is. 30 bangable. So. <laughs> <laughs> because no one on this spaceship could be like a homosexual man. That would be insane. Nope. No, no. But those that are heard 40, right? They're like, <laughs> only 30 of them are women, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Just what's up? And, and it is party time. Any of those bisexuals out there? Fucking they just heard yeah. 70 people. 70, like, hell 70, yeah. 70 bangable people. They're like, yep. this party just got started, dude. <laughs> we didn't even get into all the other of the spectrums, but we'll just keep it. We got to keep yeah. going. They talk about how this was a very strange period in our history. And um, Earth was on the verge of what they call like another Dark Ages. And... They have this conversation about how there was a penal colony, not penile, which I'm sad about, but a penal colony on Earth or on Earth called in Australia that was called like whatever the name of the ship was, the SS something Bay. I don't remember. And because we don't remember the name. We Bay. It's after a character in uh, The Wire. That's what it was. We Bay, dude. 
future. Let's go with it. Let's roll. We have uh, the information now, and they start talking about, well, what's our theory on how this might relate to the ship that we have? And Spock says that it doesn't make sense that they would have sent people from the penal colony into space, because that's a waste of a lot of like these really, really good resources that they had at the time. They weren't very common. So I've got nothing. And Kirk has to bring up like how irritating that must be for Spock. That he doesn't have a theory. <sighs> I hate Kirk so much. And he's just, Spock's like, yeah, okay. He says, he says I'm not <laughs> whatever, dude. By this, I just don't have a theory for you. <laughs> yeah. So they decide that they're going to go to Starbase Twelve, and we move on to the sick bay. There's like this pretty nurse with a spray bottle on a platter, just Spritzing. standing by bows. A spritzer. <laughs> just yeah. Um, and he tells her that this guy's gonna live. Basically, like, he's refusing death. Like, I think he's talking to Kirk at this point, actually. And he says, like, this guy is is of such improved breeding that he is refusing death with his massive man body and strength or whatever. And this is really, like, they talk about eugenics like it made a perfect human. Which Right, they are celebrating eugenics. Yeah, like it was. They did a good job, but it didn't. Like that's <laughs> it's so, so. But they're also implying the eugenics program from the nineties. Yeah, helped create where they are, right? Like they're like yeah, saying like, yeah, like it was a good idea. Clearly, this is the nineties phase where we all got better. Well, and they're talking about how like these are basically supermen that they've created through eugenics, which is right. also. Not at all what eugenics was doing. <laughs> like, it was basically just one breeding white people and two using people of color, I guess, ex- expand medicine. It's all fucked up. Fucked oh, up. It's That's so why, again, in, in when you describe it, there should be a trigger warning for eugenics because mm-hmm. it's super fucked up, especially if you go down the rabbit hole. It's not yeah. the focus of the episode, but it's no. definitely, it plays a pretty big role. This guy is apparently amazing. Because he was bred to be that way. It's amazing. I I think it is important to point out that eugenics is still a thing in 2020 in America. Like, forced sterilization is a form of eugenics. So just keep that Uh, in mind. Also, there's literal Nazis. Oh, yeah, we still have those. Literal. (laughs) If you're listening to this in the future, (laughs) Nazi punk, fuck off. Yeah, Nazi punks, fuck off. So... McGivers goes into the sick bay at this point with Kirk and Bones, and she's like staring longingly at this man on the bed. She leaves the room with Kirk, and he has this weird, stupid fucking conversation with her where he's like, uh, <laughs> You are strangely compelled by him personally. And she's like, It's not a personal feeling it's it's professional like he's he is really important to like everything that i have gone to school for because she's a historian he is part of history and therefore super compelling to her is what she's trying to say and kirk says i just hate kirk so much he's just like thank you for saying that like true I can work more with the truth or whatever and she she leaves and Bones is like it's a pity that you didn't go into 
uh, psychology that you chose to go into command. And it's like, Bones, you're stupid and Kirk's stupid. And I hate <laughs> like, you're reinforcing negative behavior, man. Yes, very much so. Like, this isn't psychology either. This is manipulation. Yeah, he's like, he's just basically like, if you're truthful with me, if you tell me the truth, your punishment will be way less severe. That's mm-hmm. basically, I think it wasn't exactly like that, but he's like, when I'm disciplining a crew member, right? Yeah, absolutely. So this, this, go back to the sick bay, and this guy has woken up, and he starts doing, like, these crazy stretches, which they, one, never explain, <laughs> and two, yeah. like, are ridiculous. Like, they make no sense. They are, they are the same they're, as a lot of yoga poses. They're not. I've done like yoga. Eugenic stretches. Eugenic stretches, dude. <laughs> Stretch them good jeans. Doing. Yep. Okay, so, so. Okay, so he's he's doing this stretch. He is looking around the room and he grabs a weapon off the wall and he goes and he lays down and pretends to be sleeping. And then Bones comes back in the room. And he grabs Bones' throat and holds his weapon to it. And this is where things get like a I don't want to kink shame because it's a and it's a little kinky, but it's definitely like not healthy in this particular <laughs> relationship. It's not healthy. He's choking. There has bones. been no consent. There's no. no conversation. I agree. I also think Bones is like way more into it than I would have expected. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-huh. And there's a knife to his throat. And Bone says, choke me or cut my throat. But like get it over with already. <laughs> and like and like the guy's like has his hand around his throat and he says, Where am I? And he says, You're in bed holding a knife to your doctor's throat. And it's poetry, man. Poetry. <laughs> You're a man holding a knife to your doctor's throat. And he starts telling him, like, the best way to kill him. He's like, if you're going to do it, like, cut me behind the left ear and get the coronal artery and, like, all of this stuff. I don't know if that's where that artery is, but. Uh, <laughs> Carot- carotid artery. Well, it could be corroded. You don't know. You don't know both. Dude, I've <laughs> definitely seen pictures of corroded artery. <laughs> so. <laughs> The, he stop, He pulls the knife away. This is Khan. We don't know it's Khan yet. By the way, guys, this is where Khan comes into the picture. Surprise! Surprise! He says, um, I like a brave man. This is also a little bit kinky. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and Bone says, I was just trying to avoid an argument, which I know that feeling. That is the dumbest way to avoid an <laughs> argument. Just to, uh, cut my yeah. fucking throat so I don't have to argue with you. <laughs> Choke me to death. Me. Fuck this argument. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> so Bones tells him you're on the Enterprise. You've been asleep for two centuries. And then he calls Kirk because apparently everything's fine now. Now that there's not a knife to his throat, just get Kirk in here. Everything will be great. Yep. Super sus. Oh, yeah. We're fine. So, so Kirk comes in and introduces himself. And he's like, hey, what's your name? And the guy's like, well, I have questions before I give you my name. And his questions are like, where are we going? Where's my crew? And Kirk tells him, we're going to Starbase 12 or whatever it was. And you're, there's 72 of your pods still functioning. He doesn't say that those people are alive or anything, just that they're still functioning. That's dark. He, I never thought of that part. Yeah. And he says, 
like this is Khan, he's like, okay, well, you're going to revive my people and we're going to do all this stuff. And he's like, okay, well, we'll do all of that when we get to the Starbase. And so he's, I think at this point he has told him that his name is Khan. That's not, like, but he doesn't give him any other form of his name or anything. He just says, my name is Khan. And Kirk asks him, when did you take off from Earth? And at this point, he starts kind of avoiding anything. And he's like, oh, I'm getting so tired. That was way dramatic. That acting was so poor at that point. I'm so fatigued. He wants books to read while he recuperates. Don't we all? Don't we all? And I guess, like, all of this is just done for him. They're like, okay, well, here's all of these manuals for the starship and (laughs) information that you might want. And we go to Kirk and Spock. Trying to catch him up, like, oh, this is what you missed in the last 200 years. This is what starships are like now. Yeah. Uh, Kirk says that Khan is not what he expected of a 20th century man, and Spock and then he asks if he if Spock thinks that he might be the product of excessive breeding, exclusive breeding. I don't remember. I'm pretty drunk. Uh, of, of eugenics, Thanks. basically. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> Spock says that it, he is a possible product of eugenics. Um, and then this is where we find out about the 1990s breeding of what they called super they said superior men of ambition like and when you breed superior abilities you breed superior ambition and they call them like young supermen of the 80s and 90s and kirk's like well this isn't in any history text i've ever read and spock says well you would probably admit that information or you know omit that information you know if you were writing a history book. So which, unlike white culture to omit yeah. things that aren't flattering. See, in, this, uh, in this particular episode, I think that they're showing the progressiveness of this TV show by uh, admitting know, talking about that, that, they're, that, erase, they, that, that, they're that white history is Washington. edited. Yeah, they're definitely speaking yeah. to the underground, man. If you tune in and t- don't tune out, you're listening on the frequency that's like the weatherman. You know? They're going to take Ooh, the shit down. Or it got stoned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying dude, they're reaching out they're on a different level right so yeah. all the people that aren't brainwashed are actually seeing behind the curtain they've taken the red pill mm-hmm. or whatever dude which is what spock would have done he is not brainwashed right. yeah. and it's a yeah. real thing like the he's unbrainwashable the winner writes the history books right like <laughs> we'd probably take out the part where we did terrible eugenics like breeding and made a superhuman and then things got bad almost k- kicked our asses and then they <laughs> ran away instead we're like what eugenics well, but the problem, <laughs> the problem not us rug is, sweep <laughs> yeah just but <laughs> they know about the eugenics war they've talked about the eugenics wars so why wouldn't we have known about the product of the eugenics war? possibly but possibly because if you look at our history Right. There's a lot of really sugar coated moments. That's true. Where, you know, Christopher Columbus Americans were yeah, like oh, Christopher Columbus is perfect. Right? <laughs> like Yeah. Absolutely. Like example. Dude, he discovered America in fourteen ninety two. He sailed the ocean blue. And look at us. We all have this great country now because that guy was awesome. That's what yeah. I was taught growing up. Christopher Columbus was awesome. He like discovered the new Americas. The nope, new not, world, dude. 
It's it's almost like they lied to us about it, and then we found out later on. Who would do that? Who would do that, Sarah? Why would somebody look at this face? Why would somebody lie to us? Why would somebody lie to us about this? <laughs> oh god, it's all fucked up. Which I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I I understand what they're saying. We like Kirk only knew part of the history of the eugenics wars. He didn't know that there were young supermen of the eighties and nineties. But he didn't speculate that or extrapolate that from the term eugenics. eugenics? He didn't go like, huh? They probably didn't kill them all. What did they eugenic? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what even was eugenic? Was eugenic? <laughs> oh, that's not fun. So we go to the first of many fucked up scenes. This one starts out, and this is just the beginning of a tiny trigger warning where in future scenes, it's going to be a really big trigger warning. Uh, McGivers goes to visit Khan in the sick bay and he calls her beautiful. And he's like complimenting her to get information. Um, And she's like, well, I want to know things as well. And then he says, he basically just starts like insulting her in compliments which just to start he's, off yeah he's like negging her right like you'd be pretty if boop is this the hair scene the hair right. scene yeah yeah holy this fuck where Mort's holy fuck shit. this is when it started this is when it started peeling the onion a little bit dude yeah you got a rotten core in this bullshit dude that yeah. is fucked up that guy just touching yeah. her hair the way he is and stroke like rubbing her the back of her neck with his fucking fingers. That guy is an absolute predator. Like yeah. he's a fucking monster. Immediately, all of my spider tingles started going off. I'm just like, oh okay, this is this is a different yeah. story than I thought I was going to be told. Yeah, I yes. thought he'd be like, I have a knife judge, and I'm gonna judge, take the captain. And I'm uh, like, what, what the fuck? This is. So I was like, okay, this is a mistakenly. This is supposed to be sexy and flirtatious. Like that's where I went. It's like, oh, they're yeah. they're not. This is not coming uh, across properly. But after seeing the rest of the episode, no, it's the writer is needs help. Oh yeah, it's manipulation. Like probably in, dead. That's true. No. Yeah, probably dead. I mean, probably <laughs> didn't die before I made someone's life miserable. Who knows? Mm -hmm. uh, I I guess like so. What happens here is Khan says that she's a beautiful woman but why does she wear her hair in such like an unflattering fashion and she she says well it's comfortable and he says but it it doesn't look good basically and so hey, you don't look pretty enough you don't look pretty with that hair Nagging, dude. oh it's bad and then he gets up and he like mort was saying like he is removing just like a couple of bobby pins and then he puts her in front of a mirror to look at herself while he tells her how much better she looks in this way that's more pleasing to him. And touching her inappropriately in, oh, yeah. in areas like, that are for like really close friends or lovers. Not Yeah. He's caressing like the curls that he is like putting it's like he's fixing her and showing her how he fixed her. And it's so he says there, like you're so soft and natural and simple now. It's like that's the quote I wrote down. Yeah, <laughs> you can't see face, guys, but her tongue was out. Imagine way. her miming barfing, and you will understand. Yeah. What we just I am not into this at all. No, it's 
fucking awful. And so at this point, she goes to look. It gets even worse, actually. She says that she was here on business and he's like, what? It wasn't pleasure. And she's like, I'm fucking leaving. And he grabs her by the arm and like looks her in the eye. And when it shows her face, like in any of these scenes, it's very focused on her eyes. And it's like, like soft lighting and like glittery and like. Yeah. So she can look as pretty as possible and and very. She looks Aww. so fragile and just the wilting flower, dude. The wilting beautiful. flower. Beautiful. Yeah, and he's gonna protect her, right? Yeah, and no. and he he grabs her by the arm, and that's the face you're seeing. And he says, "Like, I'm glad that you came." And that's like the end of the scene, and it's so fucked up. And it gets worse from here. Like that's yeah, one of the better of the terrible scenes introduction to emotional abuse yeah yes. well they have they have to ease you in right so just first it's like you know a little negging you yeah. know backhanded comments basically saying you're not pretty enough you know the usual okay. light the light petting yeah, of, uh, of abuse right yeah and, and then we move on and uh dinner is all set up in this room and bones walks in and he's like whoa what are we like expecting some sort of general and Kirk explains to him that this was McGiver's idea. And then he asks, like, how attractive do you think she is to him? Which is, the answer is a lot. She's, yeah, I don't know why. Clearly I mean, a lot. Like, she's already, oh, it's so terrible. It's like, it's terrible on so many she levels. Was, she was very attracted to him, and they made that obvious. And he yeah. also picked up on that and just, like, went for the kill and manipulated her from there but she's she's super attracted to this guy like that's the answer to the question hella so we are at the dinner they're discussing how possibly attracted she could be to him and spock points out like he does have a magnetism to him and like she is more susceptible because of like her occupation just like the things that she is interested in and enjoys like make her more susceptible to this and so then we go to her quarters and he's wearing this like yellow shirt that's it's like a i don't know the way to describe it a golden mustardy but what is it it's like a roby yeah but it like he's wearing something that the viper masculine it's a hyper masculine shirt where they have to show enough of his chest yeah, to make yeah, it appeal to the women and also to show the men that he's a hypermasculine machismo that, son of a bitch. Not to it's like him. the Viper War in Game of Thrones because he's similar. like so sexy. Yeah, it's so like op- it's like cinches in the middle only and then it's open at the bottom and the top so you can see like some midriff and some mm-hmm. chest and it's yellow and he goes into her room and he is like just like oh, I was hoping you would escort me to dinner and then he's looking through her paintings like one without any permission to look through her shit nope and then one of the paintings he finds is like him in a turban and this <laughs> is where I am particularly confused because this is a Mexican American actor and like he he speaks with an accent that does not imply 
Yeah. Anyway. And I don't, again, then again, I don't know the 1990s of the 1960s. So maybe there were. <laughs> yes, he gets. There was eugenics. Maybe the world was just a different place, Sarah. We don't know. I, but he was also from Australia. So, like, I don't understand. Just, just let it, you know what? This one, let it slide because we don't know what the 90s were in the 60s. Yeah, and I have no problems with anything here except that I don't understand why he's wearing one in the painting that she made of him. Like, yeah, I, bet, I bet I bet you $3 that they were going to have him wear it in the episode and then they realized that it wasn't, um, it didn't look right, but they had already <laughs> made the painting. So then he's like, all right, well, then they're just like, ah, the audience won't, won't pay attention yeah. to this shit. Keep it. Bye. They're idiots. I bet you three bucks. <laughs> They'd already done the painting before they changed his wardrobe, and they were like, whatever. Yep. Yep. Okay. And you're like, fuck it. Just, he just wore a turban when he, she painted him. Fuck it. Yeah. Why not? Because or maybe we just won't, Sarah. That's not for us. If we're, we're just not, never going to get it. We're just, we're not going to get it. Artistic okay. license. Let's yeah. It was, she was just going with the flow here yeah either either way um, either way there is a very uncomfortable scene before they make out here where he's honored by this photo and how she made him look and what she interpreted from it and then he says such men dare take what they want and then they make out and i hate whatever that was supposed to mean they do make a point to let us know that she's into it because she like grabs onto him and she's like, yeah, I'm into this. Right. But right. it definitely didn't th- look good. I think you can be into something in an unhealthy way. I think that yes. is very possible. Yeah, and that's what happened. Again, I don't want to kink shame, but this is a manipulative relationship. Like, I understand, like, having some kinks around things that could be manipulative, but, like, when you're in a healthy environment, this is not a healthy environment that she's in. So, I'm very not into any of this. And we go to the dinner, and they're having this huge conversation on this war the eugenics war and they they talk about how it was a war to end tyranny and Khan just jumps in he's like was it tyranny or were we trying to unify and spock is like the only person who's like i'm gonna i'm gonna actually talk to you about this and we're gonna see if we can figure out like some sort of not like a middle ground because i think spock is aware that anything that Khan might feel is not great here yeah uh but he says, so you wanted to unify all of these people, like like animals, basically? Like, herd them all together? And so Spock keeps disagreeing with, like, all of these really, like, terrible concepts of basically, like, tyranny and dictatorship that Khan seems to think would have been great. He says that um, someone would have eventually ruled over this world after this war. And... Spock says, he, I think he said, like, I think we know who you would sympathize with. And, like, this whole time, Kirk is not saying fucking jack shit. He's just sitting back. And, of course, like, Spock's actually spouting off, like, I think fairly decent arguments to why everything that Khan feels is terrible. And then Khan compliments Kirk on his technique here. He's like, yeah. it's such a good job letting <laughs> second in command talk 
I would have done the same thing, just sat back and watched until I could attack. Oh, oh. check. Yeah, you're looking, you smart looking, bastard. Looking for, you know, any sort of weakness in my argument or it's so stupid it's <laughs> so dumb and I just hate that Spock's the only one standing up for anything and then he compliments Kirk on his yeah. technique for this and they start talking That's because talk. you, because when you hang out with a narcissist that long you realize that you just tell them that they're the best and then they already assume that so easy yeah. peasy that's true Kirk definitely oh, yes. assumes he's the best yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my next note is literally just I hate Khan because I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what I got here. Uh, well, I've got I've got where we're at in the conversation. They 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 talk about how he fled because he was afraid, and he was like, "I was never afraid. That'd be ridiculous if I was ever afraid." And then he talks about how the eugenics war and everything he fought for was it had offered some form of order. And then there's like this dramatic music and then Khan excuses himself and that's like the end of our dinner scene and this is I'm going to put a huge trigger warning on what's about to come because Carrie do you even want to talk about this scene or no it's okay I I didn't want to watch it again I think it's okay to talk about it okay it was not not to watch it again it wasn't enjoyable to watch, but I thought like Mort already was picking up on how fucked up this was. So it was important that he see this scene because I like this scene is is the scene he was talking about where it's so perfectly the conversation you would have with somebody who was like grooming and manipulating you. Um and, the and they those... don't and it's not like long and elaborate. It is like point for point A B C D E F G. This is how it goes. It's it's very disturbing, and it's how distinct it is. It's very methodical. It's like a person that's like, I'm going to trap you logically into and manipulate you in such a way that I'm going to back you in a corner with like ten words or less. It's yeah, really, I'm not even trying. It's oh, wow. really like gnarly how realistic that seems, right? Like, or yeah. like how much the writer connects with that. That is not a yeah. So without, I I don't think it's necessary to go through the scene. Basically, he manipulates MacGyver's Mc MacGyver's MacGyver's MacGyver. I said MacGyver's numerous times, and I'm pretty offended at myself because I'm basically Kirk now. It's yeah. MacGyver. Oh shit. I know. It's MacGyver's, but he MacGyver's. basically she comes in to be like, "Hey, buddy, what up?" And then he like manipulates her in such a dark it's awful way that she like but she ends up being like no please let me help you like it's it's terrible he goes in to apologize which i think makes it worse yeah well well. she went in to apologize for everything that happened um and she Tells him that like she knows who he is. Like he's Richard the Lionheart. He's Napoleon. Like she definitely has him on this like fucked up pedestal. And like Carrie is correct. Like he he uses that and he manipulates it. And it is like beat for beat what it, like it like compresses years of like grooming and manipulation into a five minute scene. It's so movies 
there have been whole movies that express this relationship in much more depth, but they yeah. don't get any more points across because it's it's what happens in an emotionally abusive relationship is that there is uh, the actual abuse, there is praise, there is manipulation, there is gaslighting, like the there. whole shebang. there. I, I think what makes this so hard is that he makes it seem like it's her choice to stay. Because yeah. there is a point where he says, leave or go as long as it's your choice. And then yeah. she mm-hmm. says she wants to stay. And he says, okay, well, now you have to ask me. Like, if you want to stay, you have to ask me to stay. And yeah. she has to she has to be, like, in front of him, lower than Groveling. him. Groveling. Yeah. And say, uh, she, she has to say, basically, I'd like to stay. Please let me help like like it's so fucked up how he gets her there i hate it it is awful and it's 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 actually really icky the way it's portrayed too it doesn't feel like like, five minutes it's so fast and it just like wham blames you through this like emotionally abusive experience that if you haven't lived it you've seen it in media and if if you have lived it it is shocking it's so bad i think I think what makes it and like this is also super frustrating to me is he tells her to leave he says okay well like because because he says you're gonna help me take over this ship and she says please don't hurt anyone and he says if you're not committed just fucking leave and she says no so like they're they're setting her up because I know they wrote this like she was the bad guy like she made this choice on her own but like yeah. when you're watching it from the 2020 lens, like you see all the manipulations that went into like basically putting her in a position where she wanted to help him because she thought she was in love with him. Right. He yeah. played chess and she lost. Right? She lost. Yeah. yeah. She was playing checkers. Yeah. Right. She didn't even know what game was going on. No. She was like, he- I think you're mildly attractive and you complimented my art. And then you yeah. systematically destroyed me like a fucking asshole because you've practiced this so many times. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was terrible. Um, and she says, I'll do anything you ask. Please let me stay. And it like zooms up on his face and we go to a scene where they're discussing how from 1992 to 1996, um, there was there was a ruler of half the world and this was Khan. They say his whole name, which I didn't write down because fuck Khan. Something something sing. Yeah, it was it's just fuck Khan. Khan's an awful yeah. human. Yep. Uh he was the yep. best of the tyrants. He was dangerous. And like this is Kirk and Bones talking about how they say he was the best of the tyrants. Yeah, there's and definitely so- some admiration yeah. going on about this tyrant. Spock cool. doesn't product of eugenics. Spock doesn't get it. Spock is at this point still one of the best people. He's like, why would you romanticize this? Like everything yeah. he did was fucked up. Um, and they're like, well, there was no massacres under his rule. It's this is the same thing as Landrew in the last episode. Like, yeah, what cool? Was it cool that there was like this? Like you know, one yeah. mind ruling everyone, making people rape still people. Fucked up. There's still hate. There's still mass. Like, uh, and Spock is just like, but it it was bad. Like you understand how this is bad, right? Yeah, yeah, guys, please. Can <laughs> you just then, 
Just this saying. is a softball, right? You guys see this is a fucking yeah. I'm throwing this one yeah. like real underhanded to you. you Knock it out of the park, guys. Come on. You understand that this they is don't. not okay. They didn't get it and they, they missed don't. the ball. They uh, flinched. They flinched instead of swung at the bat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> what they did was they said, we can be against something and also admire it. And I don't fucking believe that. There's nothing in this world that I am against that I'm like, Oh, good job you on that thing I'm I think is uh, terrible. Uh no, nah, I'm not gonna go there. I wasn't gonna go political. You wanna idea. go go do it. What was it, Mark? Oh, I was just gonna admire how much of an asshole someone can be. But also <laughs> I, I I'm against. Yeah. But it's not admiration. You don't actually admire that. You You're maybe like, can yeah. acknowledge. There's a difference yeah. between acknowledging and I uh, think you're right. Because I yeah. I loathed behavior, therefore I don't. Uh, you don't admire it. I uh, yeah yeah. I I'm just saying like sometimes uh, I guess here's a different way to. I am in awe of okay. someone's stupidity, ignorance, and extreme narcissism. Like I am. Yeah. I, but it's I am bowing down to absolute fucking ridiculousness. Yeah. Like it is. So you're right. I don't admire it. No, yep. it because you. I don't think you can. I no. don't. I think that this is a very 60s male way of thinking is that like they would even they'd be like oh it's really cool all the things he accomplished even though they were bad it's not cool it's good job genghis khan Khan. yeah uh so they go to this room where khan is in a starfleet shirt i don't know why it's a red shirt but yeah, that's what I thought too. Immediately, like, my hopes went up. What color is your shirt? Oh, nothing good happens though. Like, oh, we got some bad news for you guys. <laughs> no one gets to come up in this episode. Nope. Uh, so he's talking about how he's locked into the starship, and Kirk says, Oh, is this no way to treat Khan? Like, I fucking I know who you are now. You're Khan, blah, 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 blah. And Khan's like, well, you wouldn't understand. You're inferior. And he's surprised how little has changed in these few hundred years. And then Kirk says that you're going to do well in the century and he leaves. I don't fucking get this scene at all. We're no. <laughs> like, having a meeting of the minds. No, this is the, the brain machismo. How big is your brain, bro? Oh, yeah? I think that they're dick-waving it. I might be wrong, but I think they're signaling. I wrote they're having a pissing contest three times in my notes at various times during this episode. Because it's just... I think it's one of those conversations where it's like, are you fucking comfortable? And the other guy's like, fuck you. I'm here now. And the other guy's like, fuck, I don't want you. They're just being like little catty guys. Dude, it's terrible. Yeah, they're catty. Hey, we're the catty guys. (laughs) Man. So after Kirk has left, Khan is left in this room and he does his like crazy stretches and puts his (laughs) hands on the door and like forces it open and punches the shit out of the guy standing outside the door with his super, his Superman strength. Punching. Yeah, he just like escapes. And uh, he goes into the transporter room where... McGyver's has a like 
a phaser to the engineer that's in there. And, like, she beams him back onto his ship after he, I, I don't want to say it's a Vulcan death grip, but he, like, attacks the engineer that was in there. and It's from both sides. He's like, bah, bah! Ah! And that guy's down. And <laughs> MacGyver, like, transports him over to the ship where he is with his people. And this is, like, the part that makes me the most mad is, like, these are just a bunch of hot humans in like wigs and but all of the women are still only wearing their bikinis and they're like netting but they're really progressed yeah but all of the men get jumpsuits they get red jumpsuits like why aren't all the men in these terrible gold net bodysuits that mort wants like (laughs) why was it just women so here's the thing here's the thing right as a kid I think I would have uh, definitely been more uh, enamored with the suit than the lady. What I'm saying is, I would the flash, the glitz, what they're trying to sell to a young person. As a kid, I would have been like, "That's an awesome costume." Not and they should have kept it on everybody and not just no, kept I, I, the lady. I, no, that's my choice. I want one. I'm on your team. I mean, I, that's my <laughs> that's my fair. jam. No, I understand. What I'm saying is that I think that they their marketing tactics failed. Oh yeah, they did a awesome. bad job on a lot of things. Yeah, uh, it's just it's so blatant though in this particular case. Oh. It's like, could you be more on the nose for the trope of being a sexist show where you have women scantily clad just for you know ratings they, or whatever? Like, they cannot be more on the nose because they made that stereotype. Yeah, they literally invented it. <laughs> Well, so. I guess I'm I'm ignorant to how television has been uh, invented, like uh, you know the changes in the history. But that is so freaking blatant. Even it if was, it is the mo- like the start of it, like dude, they didn't all go. Mm, this doesn't make sense. Maybe so, the like, men. Yeah, bikinis, dudes. Like- uh, no, they're male writers. This is clearly a male-driven, you know, backroom cigarette male, smoke. Like- Dude sitting around going, oh, yeah, we'll make him wear gold bikinis, dude. And the other guy's like, yeah, you know. Okay, so we go to the bridge. Khan has escaped. They do a security alert. They find out that all the channels are jammed. Oh, my God, guys, the channels are jammed. They're like, what the fuck's happening? Let's call engineering. They call down to Scotty. Uh, Scotty's like, hey, we can't do anything. And... Then, like, the air is getting thinner and thinner, and they find out that Khan is down there, and he's got Scotty, and he's got engineering, and he's jammed all these channels, and he is doing this to them. And he says, you'll surrender the bridge, or you'll die. And then you get, like, a dun-dun-dun. And then if we go to Kirk doing a captain's log, and everybody's passed out around him, Ahura's on the floor... Some other guys are just, like, hanging across. Mort pointed out, like, why didn't everybody just, like, sit down on the floor? Oh, I'm getting tired. I might fall down. I might just stand here over the railing and, uh uh-oh, like... And just pass out over the railing. Why not? Like I mean, a couple guys look like it just fell down. They're just like, mur, mur. like, oh, your legs just turned to jelly instantly. Like, my Kirk my oxygen, like, I'm talking and everything. My oxygen crazy. is not thin and it probably never has been, but I have... I will sit down if I feel sleepy. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. I'll sit in an alleyway. <laughs> night, I don't night, care. Night, night. Yeah. Who would need a rest? 
I'm going to sit here in Find the a bench. There's plenty of chairs. We saw all the empty chairs. Nobody was sitting in them. No, Ahura, no even, who's almost always in a chair on the floor. floor. Definitely. <laughs> and then Kirsten, She needs to work on her core, dude, so that way she doesn't just fall out of chairs. So like that. Her balance is garbage. She was passed out because everybody is weak but Kirk, who is the only person still conscious. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting choice. <laughs> That was exactly what they would have done. And he's it's this doing white male choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah duh. he's the captain, bro. You're the he's last fine. to go down. He is doing a captain's log and he's talking really slow because he has no <laughs> Um, And he's saying like there's only <laughs> moments of air left. Uh, lots of people just passed on around Not him. Gonna make it. Um, uh, uh, and he's like, I take responsibility and then he passes out because everybody well, before this is he gives all of the people around him that are passed out he he because this is for the ship's records he's like they all get uh com accommodations a comment yeah they he's like everybody these are all cool people they're all cool people all of them are cool they all need rewards they're dead but they're also super cool so you guys need to talk about that at their funerals. Yeah, make sure that you know how cool they were and how good they did. This, but also, this is my fault. Peace. And it's my fault. Peace is out. He yeah. pieces out. <laughs> Pow. Yeah. And we go to... Um, I'm sure that there's a better word for it, but I'm just going to call this entire scene an all-employee meeting that Khan yeah, is holding. It's a, it's a staff meeting. <laughs> it's a staff meeting. <laughs> and it's got... This could have been it's an like email a, meeting. <laughs> we are all part of the same team now. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's got all of the Enterprise people and then all of his, like, you know, eugenics war people just like all around in this room. And he's like, we're going to kill your captain. <laughs> so, about that captain that we're going to kill. Um, they try to force Ahura to put him on the viewer screen because they say, like, we have him. These are the things we're going to do. Ahura, like, make him show up. And another trigger warning. This gets super fucked up. She refuses because she's a... I'm not going to put a trigger warning on a strong woman. But what they do to this woman is awful. She says, like, I'm not going to do it. And so the guy that's, like, forcing her to... Yeah, he just, middle fingers. She's like, "Fuck you guys, fuck you." Yeah, but she gets smacked for not doing it, like backhanded. And, yeah, and then she stands up, and you know what she doesn't do? She doesn't do it. She gets back up, and she's like, "I'm not fucking doing it." And he goes to smack her again. And the only person, by the way, there's a ton of Starfleet officers in this room on top of terrible people, and no one, none stands of them. None. None. No one stands up for her except for MacGyver's. Physically or verbally. Only They're not even other like... woman. Yeah, the only other woman in the room is the one who's like, whoa, hey, hey, whoa. You no. probably don't need to be smacking people. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, no, like, don't fucking smack her again. And that's like, the only person who stood up for her is like, the woman from the other side. And so the screen turns on at this point. Who knows who did it? Because Ahura didn't. It wasn't a her. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all we know is she wasn't giving in. And Kirk mm -hmm. is in a decompression chamber. And 
Khan's just like, he's going to die. And <laughs> I'm going to kill all of you until you just agree to be a part of my team. Because we're, we're all the same team now and everything's going to be great. Um, he's like, I need like this planet to lead and I want you all to be a part of it. And it's going to be so good. And like, this is just our new, uh, it was like a memo basically went out yeah. telling you. It was like, a company merger yeah. and you don't want the company to take over your like mom and pop, but you don't really have a choice. And they're just yeah. like, yeah, but it's happening anyhow. So get on board. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically, even Bones is like, you mean to conquer us. And then uh, MacGyver's asked to leave. She's like, I don't need to be here for this, right? And he's a super dick about it. He's like, I really hoped you'd be stronger. And she walks out. We lose the channel where Kirk's just dying on screen because he's going to make everybody watch it. It was like Faces of Death. And... Uh, they can't get the channel back, and the guy's like fucking about to hit Ahura again, which is really frustrating. Like somehow uh, she did this. Yeah. <laughs> um, just quit hitting her. Like she's stop. The also the other thing that's super frustrating about this is like they didn't. I understand she's a communications officer, but they didn't threaten violence to anyone else in the room. Except mm-hmm. for the woman of color who was like... Yeah, you a- think Spock couldn't turn that fucking screen on? Nobody else does. <laughs> it is just the one black woman who's just yeah. like... Who's just Spock like is standing. second in command. If he can't turn that fucking screen on, then he yeah. shouldn't be second in command. But only the woman of color is the one who is literally backhanded. And twice, twice more well, with it. Yeah. Well, I think that I think that the message that they're making very clear is you don't talk back. Bitch. This is not your place to not turn them on. I yeah. do. I appreciate that she never gave in, though. Like, yeah, good she never did. Fuck, yeah. Fuck Doesn't. yeah. She's Fuck just those like douchebags. Yeah. She stood up to her oppressor, and I I enjoyed that about her in this scene because yep. that would be that would be really fucking hard. And, and like instead of hitting her again. Khan breaks in and he says it doesn't fucking matter like their captain's dead um we'll send Spock to be next and we go to the decompression chambers where MacGyver's is talking to the guy and she's like we're supposed to keep a close eye on Kirk and as he like turns around she like drugs him she like stabs him in the neck with something EpiPen did she EpiPens him <laughs> antihistamine oh <laughs> yep that's probably what it was she lets Kirk out and uh, she says, hey, I saved your life. Like, please don't kill him. Because she's still, she's making better choices, but she's still in an abusive relationship. Yeah, she's still in a, an abusive relationship. And that's what happens. Yeah. And so at this point, we see Spock, like, with his phaser, like, or a phaser. I don't know where I got it. Like, hiding behind this corner as Spock and the people who are leading him in to be the next person to die are coming around the corner and they have a muscle tussle and they gas all of the decks except for the one that they're on. This is like the order that he gives to Spock and you go back to the room where they're having their all employee meeting and they're not able to get a hold of anybody in the decompression area and they start seeing like all this gas come in. And while this is happening, like Khan grabs his face 
nobody can see me, but I'm doing all of the actions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he grabs his face and he like runs out of the room as it's being gassed. And Scotty follows him. And I didn't actually catch that the first time. I caught that the second time we were watching. Um, and Scotty's in the hallway and he's like choking, but trying not to breathe in the gas. And Kirk runs by and he's like, hey, what's going on? Like they have this whole conversation. It doesn't fucking matter. But Spock calls and says that they can't gas the engineering area. And Khan's listening in on all of this. So he right. knows that, yeah, he knows that Kirk is coming to that area. And like when Kirk runs into the room, Khan like grabs his phaser and they have a little muscle tussle. And then he like bends the phaser, like because with his superhuman strength. And then they have the longest muscle tussle. Oh not ever, because I think we've had longer ones. I think shore leave was a really fucking long muscle tussle. But it this was. one, just like mm -hmm. in that other episode, they didn't even use, like, similar body doubles, stuntmen. Like, they're not, yeah, they're you can barely you, you can see who they are. They're yeah. not, you're like, they don't oh, hide that's, their faces. that's Tony. That's not Kirk. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, not even William Shatner. <laughs> Yeah, it goes on for a very long time. Yeah. A very um, and, long time. And at some point in the very middle, Khan, like, he does something to the ship and he says it's going to explode like a sun. Which, by the way, I don't think there should be any setting on a ship where it can explode. <laughs> like He's gonna, he, he oh, it, it's an overload, which is such overload. a, like, trope that Star Trek does, is something goes in overload, and then it's gonna explode and kill everything. Like, like you can just destroy everything if it goes into overload. Yeah. Like, there isn't some kind of safety shutdown. Like, fuck off. Everything's yeah. automated. I don't even have, like, I can order soup to my house, and I, I have to push two buttons. I don't have to do shit. Like, everything's automated. No chance that a starship wouldn't just not blow up yeah and we have like I, well i think that that's the thing right like boba fett's father see he made it to the death star wrong show oh. i like this <laughs> My bad. go on go on you can continue what did, what did jenga fett what, do so what i'm saying is jenga fett put <laughs> in a two by two meter hole where it's like shooting wampa bats back in. anyway all i'm yeah. saying is all I'm saying is that uh, in this, no, as a comparison, right? So now okay. I think that um, there is an equivalent on the Enterprise at this time where uh, a father of a bounty hunter has worked his way onto the ship and then planted uh, a series of events that can allow it to erupt into a sun-like explosion. I have a question. Uh, yes. I have a question. Yes. Do you are you telling me that it was Jenga Fett that put the vent in the Death Star that allowed it to explode? Because I, according to Rogue One, I'm I'm making things up as I go. I don't know. Oh, do I know something about Star Wars? No. More than I. Oh, guys, I don't know what's going on now. I <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you know, you know the Rogue One thing. That is yeah. not what I my my sneaky snake. I was trying to be silly, and I failed. Oh, yeah. you, what you did was confuse me, because I was like, I don't remember Jenga Fett having Sarah's anything. Sarah's like, that's not how it fucking <laughs> happened. So, 
I wanted all the nerds that are listening to a Star Trek podcast to be realize that they're it. no longer talking about that and they're getting even more mad when they find out that it's inaccurate history of of Star Wars. Of <laughs> like that we actually did Star Wars wrong. Okay, we're going right, to right, right, come, on, come on, come on, come on. Okay. We're back in the game, kids. Come on. There's a giant muscle tussle. It's going to explode like a star and Khan's just like, I am five times fucking stronger than you. <laughs> We're no match. And this is, okay, yeah. I like Kirk for this one decision that he made. He fucking grabs a pipe and just <laughs> beats the shit out of Khan <laughs> with a pipe. <laughs> that does exactly happen. And But it's like, it's like a pipe that's, it's not like laying off to the side or something. It is part of the console and he pulls it out. <laughs> and it's like this long pipe that's in it, that's in something and he pulls it out and then he just starts beating him and, and then the guy passes out on the ground because yeah. even if you're five times stronger you probably can't get hit with a pipe a bunch <laughs> of times i'll show you five times stronger <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You're like oh if clue has taught me anything it's that you can die by pipe yeah, like, mm-hmm. that is true. I have been in, many times by pipes in the uh, l- l- library. Yeah, in the library with a pipe. Yep. Yep. It was like the only time I've ever been like, "I like you, Kirk." Like I don't know. There's just something about getting scrappy that I I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, but it was also it was cunning. It was. You know, dashing, dare, dare, What is it called? That's why he's the captain. That's why he's the captain. That that's I mean, that swooning just makes me swoon. No, I I still hate Kirk, but like, I if he was willing to get like trashy enough to beat someone up with a fucking, <laughs> pipe, I, yeah. <laughs> and he so he saves the ship at this point. He stops it from exploding like a star and gets the Thank controls goodness. back. Uh, and fuck we go, you, Jenga. Yeah. <laughs> in any way, um, we Carrie keeps messaging me, and I can't look at any of these photos right now. <laughs> I know they're gonna be good when I can't. <laughs> Sorry. It's not enough that we're doing a podcast together and we're having a conversation. I also have conversations <laughs> with Sarah on my phone. And I have done this when we're in the same room together doing a podcast. So I mean, sometimes you need to share more things. It's hey, yeah. no There's judgment extras. here. No no judgment here. I'm just trying to follow along. So. <laughs> you guys are doing good. You're keeping me uh, moving here, dude. Because I am sinking. I am a sheep. I am a ship that has got holes in it right now. I well, we're seen. almost done. We're almost no, done. No, it's cool. It's cool. You just get, I, I'm just saying, you keep. You keep paddling and I'll yeah. we'll that's what Sarah does. Sarah keeps the plot moving. We're at the very problematic ending of this entire episode. So oh shit, already, we're already there. Uh, it's yeah. already been fucked up enough, but we go to basically a courtroom hearing and everyone's wearing their stupid courtroom clothes that I already They're dumb. They're so Come on, and, dude. They're professional. Oh, it's no. so dumb. It just They're got, like, bad. Stupid. It's an all sorts of places and um they are talking about what they're going to do with Khan and everyone and they say that reorientation of any sort like sending them to like some sort of like place to get better basically would be such a how to be people how to people 
would be it would be such a waste for these like already like superior beings that we have created and they i'm so mad it's so fucking not cool at all so awful because they've already talked about how they slightly admire what Khan has done here and then we're in court and this is where they should be like you were the bad guy you were the obvious bad guy of the entire thing you've manipulated yeah, you, all these people you're gonna be punished because you are a bad guy you tried to take over the star trek enterprise through violence bad you're a bad and guy manipulation. Yeah. you're a bad, bad guy. guy and instead kirk drops all charges and un un, un uh, provoked yeah. It wasn't like, hey, do you want to do this? This is like a moral thing. He's just like, ah, he's cool. Yeah. Like, literally, he just makes the choice to drop all the charges. And Spock's like, why? And Kirk says, like, we found this planet we're going to drop you off at. It's savage and uninhabitable, but no worse than, like, where you came from in Australia. In Australia. <laughs> oh, God, no worse than Australia. <laughs> I mean, they have a lot of poisonous animals, but like, like it's, a, it's an uninhabited planet, thank God. Uh, but he is—he's just like you. You conquered a region or like a a land, but can you conquer a whole world? And he's yeah, what kind of maniacal, absolute fucking insanity is? This? I don't know. Like he's it's like getting, a fucked up science experiment. He's it's getting like a, yeah, right. Basically. For like, oh, yeah. and and this is like everything he could ever want. And then Kirk gives MacGyver's a chance. He says, "You can either be court-martialed for what you've done here, or you can go with him." So like, you can go with this person who fucking—it's a like terrible, toxic human who manipulates you, and like, I just tried to kill your crew. I just tried to kill like everybody. And Kirk. Oh. Yep. Put him in a fucking chamber to slowly take away his air or whatever it was, you know? That is so sadistic. Yeah, it's but it's like forcing her to make a decision between like being court-martialed, which is probably also terrible, or this other like horrible situation. She gets no form of justice. Yeah, there's no there's no justice. There's two really shitty choices. One of them looks like freedom. Because she's in an, an emotionally abusive situation. Or you can stay here and be literally, well, actually, totally punished. So like you can... Whole, you wouldn't have a future if you stayed here. Yeah. So, Either way. Like, you so what go... you're saying is this entire episode is systematically getting to you, to the point where, uh, uh, abuse-wise and manipulation-wise, that at the end, even the good guys are manipulating right yeah so basically what you're saying is like here's your two bad choices and i'm gonna make one seem like it's the, the healthy yeah. choice you yeah. get to be with this guy who you're enamored with anyway right and fucking exactly punished. even right. the good guys are giving her terrible toxic choices like she gets no help yep like it's so fucking terrible and she says i'll I'll, I'll go with him and Khan says it's going to be really hard like you're going to have to like deal with all these things we'll have to find our own food because I mean he because he threw her away like she was garbage before he was like you're nothing to me 
and yeah. and then she's like ah and he's like okay then fucking now you need me right and to this point all the way to the end where it's just like this stick your fingers down your throat gross out manipulative horseshit that just absolutely like this is all like you're not worthy so it's always your fault and this dumping on of fuck this yeah. podcast is this called depressing track depressed track I, what the fuck? we do more isn't it so Holy much shit. fun oh i love it but i'm just feeling like your audience <laughs> is going to be like so this is like a systematic manual on how to manipulate a uh, person that's been abused possibly in their I, life in the past I think cool. it's more like opening the conversation though, because like we can't have yeah. this episode happened and not talked about how fucked up it was. Absolutely. Yeah. And that that's kind of what Sarah and I discovered because I think we talked about it a little bit, but what we anticipated walking into this was to be annoyed and to think things were stupid. And that's not what has happened. Actually, I think the second episode, Charlie X was the first one that just like ripped the blinders off that it was because it was like incel culture it was mm -hmm. non-consensual it was aggressive it, it was a lot of really bad things and that was number two and yeah. th like they have hit on a lot of different triggers since then and so like i said we we always keep sort of the it's in mind that it's very possible that's what's going to happen but it is it does in open very interesting conversations to the differences between what was considered progressive at that point versus what is a reality of of equality and the patriarchy like it's it's like a show built on the patriarchy for the patriarchy and somebody that's trying to dismantle that system watching it being like god fuck like oh. they do no, so many things fuck. wrong and there's so many things to talk about about like like especially is you know kids if they ever watch this like that is not appropriate so many of the things that they do and say and treat people it's not okay and yeah, we, we should talk about it you're yeah. treated that way by anyone in your life because you're right mart when you said earlier like that could even be like a paternal way you've been treated like if anybody mm -hmm. treats you the way he treated her like that's not okay and this entire episode says it is so if mm -hmm. we didn't like, point out how not okay that is like that's like letting it be bad so it, it does get depressing because i don't know another way to do it <laughs> like yeah so, i mean like after this experience i definitely will um I, I liked your analogy earlier of getting their band or their metaphor of getting your bandaid ripped off. Like it feels like the wool has been pulled off of my eyes. Like I I've suddenly I'm like seeing this show for the first time in the light that is, it was not the light I thought was going to be shown on the show. It's I thought not a be pretty like, one. Like I, I always knew that there was, you know, uh, racial tropes and uh, you know, women were uh, hypersexualized or were, you know, uh, villainized and often or often like really like like you're saying earlier mansplaining how they're yeah. too daft to understand the concept though they are some of the most technically inclined and the most competent crew members in every episode they're always doing something that's like and what i always love about this kind of horseshit thought of like oh well women are like maniacal or they're whatever they're like bad is it <clears throat> then why do all the men allow these women to gain power over them in all of these shows and they're always portrayed as the bad guy, but really they're besting these men in multiple facets by being more intelligent, 
by understanding them more than they can understand them. And like, do you see what I'm trying to say? This might be going sideways. I'm not sure how this covers. It's a little sideways, but I get it because it's basically like I sort of stated earlier, this, especially in the sixties, like it, in on television, the patriarchy kind of ruled. The one thing that you said, you're talking about women being hypersexualized. Um, that is what I sort of expected walking into it. Um, but what I learned is that they intentionally kept miniskirts because uh, women were afraid that if they got involved in STEM, that they would start becoming too masculine. So it was actually a point of feminism to keep the miniskirts and to keep women sexualized because they wanted to be. Um, but I don't think that that comes across if you're not a part of like, I, I only know that because I researched it. They don't make that point. They don't point it out at any point. They don't make it obvious that like her is a super fucking smart person who is on the Starship Enterprise as the communications officer, which is a top level person and also wears a miniskirt because that's what she likes. Like top level person that has to be versed in communication. She is yeah. a highly educated person. Yeah, they oh, never yeah. make the point they because all the women wear the same outfit except for that lawyer who had a slightly longer skirt that one yeah. time. <laughs> I, I think here's what here's what also kind of frustrates me on the woman front of how they portrayed this in shows and being hypersexualized. Like there was an episode that thankfully you missed more because it was awful, where it wasn't just women being hypersexualized in particular it was um women of another culture being hypersexualized and then using that sexuality to manipulate men and it yeah. was just like, so many levels of fucked up yeah like that it just made it so i can't like and they didn't even i think the the worst part about it is they were talking about orion slave women like that were, had like these like animalistic attractions and it was just like every form of offensive that it could be that it just made me be like I can't even yeah it was like it's like conservative men writing what they think feminists probably wanted here weird but they've never it, talked to one before yeah, it's it's like what they I think it is very much like what they assume feminism is like, oh, we're reclaiming our sexuality, but like you can't just not for you. Not for you. I love it. It's just such an it's so interesting to me when I I've described your podcast many <laughs> and I'm all I, like there the rose colored glasses are heavy when I I'm like yeah, there's two really bubbly personalities and they're both very intelligent and they're having this conversation and it's about the old Star Trek and who doesn't love the old Star Trek? It's a silly, wacky show where you get to see blue people, right? True. Blue <laughs> women, scantily clad clothes, taking advantage of right. men with their bodies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, because what, but what is, I, I've never understood the, the, the disconnect there. Like, like, how can men be so fucking daft, right? 60. Like, I, you know, so it's just like, this is a form of control, right? Like, the more you stigmatize someone or sexualize or whatever eyes, 
patriarchy patriarchy if you can have a term for them whoever them might be in any instance then they can be demoralized and they can be boxed in and dismissed and silenced and pushed out of the way right so i feel that it's like so interesting how glaring that seems to be and i would be i'd be pressed to even go back and watch other shows during that time period to see wouldn't recommend it and this is progressive this is like hailed as they broke barriers and they Mm -hmm. you know mr rogers mr rogers broke barriers these guys perpetuated a uh, systematic oppression of both race and gender like it's they're just like yeah this is cool they did definitely also break barriers, especially for what was happening in the world. But I think kind of the problem is that that's what's remembered and not all the shitty stuff that you just watched. Like that just gets erased. That's all gone because they did break barriers and there were good things that came out. And and the universe, Sarah and I talk about this a lot, but the universe of Star Trek itself wouldn't have happened without TOS. And there's so many roots like we watched an episode that we're pretty sure is where the idea for the board comes from. Like and there, there's, cool. yeah, there's a lot of like really cool stuff to watch, but the, the really problematic things that people still believe are there and they just, it nobody, they either they pretend it didn't happen or they're just like, Oh yeah, it was the sixties. They, they excuse it away and right. don't actually have the conversation about why it wasn't okay even i don't care if it was the 60s it still wasn't okay like (laughs) we can we can talk about it 60 years later about how it's not okay we should be able to talk about those things minutes later if it happened somebody not not you know six decades and then we go like okay we're we're now woke enough that we can we're safe we're safe we're safe now right but i am also i'm actually really surprised at my adversity show i really did not think that i was going to come on to this podcast and have any kind of highbrow actual intellectual you know just what? just look at society right with us i thought i thought it was going to be a lot of a lot of you know fart and dick jokes yeah oh look that guy's hat looks funny and then i'd be like we'd giggle a little bit and bail this is do so philosophical this is so heavy talk about the social norms that we have in place that are still control mechanisms that women have to deal with and other races and all the you know uh, there's not probably not even any conversation where we definitely have fart jokes just so you know oh that's cool i know i i just thought this wasn't going to be a conversation about like how (laughs) fucked up this show is i thought it was going to be like how silly it was do you want to come care. on? Do you want to come on again when it's not this heavy? Because this oh, was a heavier. This I'm was one you, of the I, heavier episodes. I am, I am impressed that this is where this is because <laughs> I, I thought we were just going to be making fun of you know starberries and just having fun. Yeah. You know? And, and I'm not having. I'm I'm absolutely having fun. I just yeah, think this is good. good. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, you said that. This Listen, is, audience. Really, I'm stoked. He's I'm enjoying learning. this. Yeah. Hey, Mort. Mort likes this. So shut up, audience. <laughs> this white yeah. man is enjoying this dramatic <laughs> sexism. This, this <laughs> one white male likes this. Yeah, I got a I got a control mechanism in place, boys. Uh, <laughs> all systems go. I think all of that. Makes, I do think that Mort added a very good level to this to show it is very fucked up where we're at. I'm going to kind of close out this episode. That's good. Um, 
on a high note. Yes. Well, no, it's not a high note. It is oh. a, line from, it's a line from Spock after they've closed the hearing. Um, and he says he wants to see what kind of crop grows from the seed that Kirk has planted. And this is where we get the space seed thing. And Kirk is just like, yes, indeed. And that's the end of the episode. And like, he's like talking about how interesting it would be to come back in a hundred years to this world where a fucking dictator has like ruled these people. Like, Oh my God. Hey cult leader. Do you want your congregation to be isolated? Yes. Do you want ultimate power over what they get to do and all the choices? Yes. Yes. Are you a super manipulator <laughs> yes. and you already know how to do all this shit? Yes. Yes. Well, here's your planet. Fuck <laughs> it. Hey, Susie Q, you're fucked too. How about you just jump? Well, do you want to go to jail? Well, then go hang out with that guy. <laughs> yeah. oh, you oh, don't want to go to jail? I have a better <laughs> option for you. Maybe. Sorry, MacGyver. We're going to make a show about you in the 90s. <laughs> guess what? You're going to be played by a man. Thank you very much for being on this podcast. <laughs> so this is, we do our um, ending now, Mort, which is just like, hey, for joining us or whatever. Yeah, that's you, a, anything it. to say. Is so, that my job? Do I say that? Yeah, no, you no, no, no. You don't have to. <laughs> oh, yes, Hello, you everybody. do. Oh, you Hello, to, everybody. We're going to say thank you so much for joining us, Mort. Thank you so much for joining us, Mort. <laughs> on this episode, we have reviewed... How no, mansplaining, no, Mort, manipulation, no, no, hypersexuality. Mort, Mort, Mort. Yes. We say thank you for joining us, Mort. And then you say, oh, thank you for having me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Me, I'm going to see I'm gonna see if I can do that. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Mort. Thank you for having me, Mort. <laughs> I did it, right? I said it, right? You're so good. I'm so proud of you. Oh man, I had to say, I had to say, like, da, 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 da. I couldn't. I was like, man, if I trap myself, if I'm like, thank you, and then I forget in the middle, I'm like, thank you for having me, Mort. If I didn't like just do it like a escalator, dude, I was gonna go down in flames, you know? <laughs> Holy shit, I've been holding it together this whole time, dude. I've been just space time traveling. I'm trying to like just okay, let's great. talk about. Whatever. And I'm like, fuck, my beard is moving, dude. The wind behind me is pushing me forward and shit. Said- I've been tripping balls for like an hour, just robo dancing in my seat. Everything above here, I'm like just keeping still. And my legs are like just doing the kicky foot for like an hour and a half. Just stick my legs out, stick my legs back. Stick my legs out, stick my legs back. I can't do it, dude. I'm So then you guys are like, oh, man, did you see that? Fu-? And I'm like, oh, my God. We all witnessed like abuse. We're all witnessing this absolutely oppressive fucking state. Okay. And I'm now I'm like, fuck this. We got to time travel and beat the shit out of these guys, man. Screw, screw you, man. Oh, man. Oh, fuck on. That guy's an asshole. Yeah, so Exactly. So, so I'm sorry if I, I started getting like all poppy and locky, dude. I was <laughs> trying so hard just to keep my shit together. Just You did great. Oh, you did great. <laughs> I'm going to sound all stiff on my voice and be like, oh, okay. Okay, Mark, pause for just a second. Ready, Sarah? Live long and prosper.